Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Um, but, I mean, what am I, what am I going to do? You know, am I going to go, you know, hold my gunpoint? Am I going to, you know, sit here and curse them out through a bunch of cameras? If I got, if I had something to say to them, I, you know, I know those guys. I can you know, get one of their numbers and text them and talk to them and, you know, face-to-face or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's, it happened. You know, what, what are you going to do about it? There's, there's... And sit around and cry about it, or I can get my ass to work, try to win a championship. All right, first one from spring training, Lou Maloney, John Tomasi. Uh, they didn't disappoint, fellas. They didn't disappoint in terms of stuff to do, stuff that's going on. I was going to drive up to this whatever rigmarole up in wherever. What is it, Port Charlotte? Is Port Northport or something like that? I'm not like going that. there. You know why I'm not going there? Because all the news happened today. They're trying to dump everything, boom, in one heap on a Sunday. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. <laughs> so, um, Guess who didn't play along, though? No. Chris Sale. Chris no, Sale no. did not play Chris along. Chris Sale surfaced the power rankings of today and probably for a few days when it comes to Red Sox news is going to be Chris Sale. And... I have my thoughts, but because Lou Maloney and John Tomasi were sitting in the Bradford Show studios here at JetBlue Park for the first time this spring training, Lou, I will let you go first when it comes to your takeaway, because there's a few probably with Chris Sale. Well, you know, Chris obviously, you know, just sort of looked at his point of view was more of, hey, it happened in the past. I could sit here and scream and yell, and it's not going to change anything. So to me, it's not really a surprise coming from him. Um, in the sense that you got to remember, this is a guy, and I've talked to him a few times about it, and it still amazes me. This is a guy that never shakes off a catcher, okay? And and even he believes that if I execute a pitch, I'll get the guy out. And after bad starts, never goes back and looks at the film and says, man, I should have thrown this changeup. Why did I throw this? Never second guesses it, right? It's just, hey, that happened the other day. They hit me. So be it. I'll control what I can control. Let's work on the future. 
So it's not a surprise that he put it in the past. Like, given that mentality of the way this guy threw, I've never seen a pitcher not question sign sequences or not question starts beforehand when he got hit. This guy doesn't. So he's certainly not going to go back in 2017 and relook at that start as well. Now, see, what jumped out to me, you asked him, how does it feel to have people call into question 2018? Yeah. And then two more uh, people put it even tried to put words in his mouth. Tell us how you want it all fair and square. He would not take the bait, the bait on that. And I, I thought that was the most interesting thing to me, that twice he refused to say he would do what you were talking about. I can sit here and stamp my feet. But until the investigation comes out, until the hammer comes down, that's when we're going to know. So he's basically saying, let the investigation play out, rather than J.D. Martinez and all these people saying, we didn't do it. it you know, We're well, a me, thousand percent clean. Well, the takeaway from that, you're absolutely right, is that I think he 100 percent uh, wants it to be true, right? That yeah. they are perfectly clean. But I'm not so sure he could stand there 100% and know for sure. Yeah, and he would say Because he's a pitcher, right? So he could sit there and say, listen, they're investigating it. I think all these guys, they just want they want the truth to come out, whether people believe what the report says or not because the credibility is destroyed. I don't think a lot of them want the truth to come out. Well, they want their yeah. truth to come out. And I think you're being just a little bit charitable with him with that idea that you know, he doesn't know because he's a pitcher. What if he knows? He yeah. knows that something happened because he's got mm -hmm. eyes and he's in the clubhouse. So, you know, listening to him talk about it and say, let the investigation play out. I want the game cleaned up. Mm -hmm. I want to leave the game better for my kids than I found it. That, to me, sounded like somebody who was leaving open the door for, yeah, we did something and maybe we we're yeah. going to pay for it. My takeaway is... Were we on video right there? Was that what that was? Don't worry about it's it. Impressive. <laughs> it's impressive. The Bradford Show production is... There's a lot going on. A lot yeah. going on. Um, my takeaway is, like, why can't more people be like Chris Sale? And I'm not talking about pitching. It has nothing to do... Like, if, I was, if I was talking about pitching, I'd be like, you know, why can't you stay on the mound? Yeah. But I'm talking about getting up like he did today, getting up there and saying these things, saying things which isn't... saying. Oh, like, to your point... Oh, no, no, we didn't do anything, and the Astros did everything. Shame on them and not shame on us. But getting up there in front of everyone and just saying what he said, which is, you know, here's the reality. I, yes, I did feel like they were cheating against me in, in that game, in the playoff game in Houston. Yes, but what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? And then going back and obviously saying it again, but what am I going to do? And, and the bigger message, and I think this is what, everyone should be striving for and i guess it's maybe a cliche but it's true it's like let's get this shit cleaned up right let's get this shit cleaned up and so that you can move on much like lou with the steroid stuff yeah you know it's there is a lot of correlations here with the steroid era whether it's the mlb dragging their feet thinking they can they can fix it a little bit at a time a little bit at a time and then it takes conseco's book or whatever and then all of a sudden it blows up, and now you're trying the, – the toothpaste is already out of the tube. And, and finally they get to a point where, yeah, it's cleaned up enough maybe, but certainly you know enough where it's second fiddle to the cheating stuff now, and now it's this time for you got to fix this cheating shit right now. Yeah. And, and you know, Sale talking about you know, going back in time, what can I just want the game cleaned up. You should have said, well, that's Chris Sale. But then when Bogey came – you started to feel like, okay, this team has addressed it privately, and this is how they're going to handle it. Because you, you heard a very similar response from Xander Bogarts. How does it make you feel now that you know what happened with the Astros? Well, what can I do about it now? It was almost the same exact response um, from Chris Sale. And I think they're both honest about it. You know, we've, heard, you know, we've heard 
guys talk about their own team being accused of it. But I don't know. I think maybe this is this is the message they sent out to everybody. You know, privately, about, and maybe we're going to hear publicly. Sale, and you're right. I, I when I Bogart said that, I thought the same thing. Like this is what they're being yeah. getting together and saying. This is what we should say. But Chris Sale, going back to the Victor Martinez thing from I think 2014, mm-hmm. where this story about him getting on Victor Martinez for what he thought was stealing signs out of center field with a guy in a t-shirt or whatever. If there was ever a guy in baseball who would you would think and also could get away with doing what Clay Ballinger did or some of these other guys, it's Chris Sale. Chris Sale is already known as this this guy who who. It has no um, room for interpretation when it comes to cheating. This guy who's going to say it like it is. And what did he do today, to your point? Like, uh, listen, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And that's not how the rest of baseball is handling this. Yeah, but there's also the element that the Red Sox are well aware of, of people in glass houses. You're under investigation, too. Right. So you can't sit here and get all high and mighty like other teams. You can't. You don't have the high ground right now. You have but you maybe Chris, slightly well, higher ground. They would ground. sound foolish. You're talking getting the reaction from guys like Chris Bryant and Bellinger, you know, in different yeah, camps. Yeah, you can't do that. They would sound foolish if they jumped in to that same boat and had those opinions about the Astros because guys would be like, oh, my God, dude, you need to slow down, too. Yeah, you're being yeah, investigated. You may get well. busted but, but tomorrow. You know, why, you, know you're, you guys are both right, but at the same time, why the Red Sox are separate in that because they're being formally investigated. You know, enough is, say, the Yankees. Enough has come out about the Yankees, where if you're with the Yankees, you say, you know, you say, shut yeah, up. Yeah, you're keeping a shut low up profile. Because, because this, yeah, the Red Sox are being investigated, but do we really think that other examples aren't going to come out here? So every for everybody who comes out and says anything, they have to know, like, that they, they, they are opening themselves up. Even when J.D. Martinez at the Winter Weekend was the one guy who said we did nothing wrong, he opened himself up. Of course, right? they all have. But that's why I found Sale a little more refreshing today because he was the first guy that I've heard to, even if it was just implicitly, acknowledge the idea that, you know what, we might not come out of this clean. And to your point, it compares it to that's the steroid thing, right? The minute somebody stood up there and said, I did not take steroids, it was like the army of reporters, the army, whatever, Raphael, everybody's now like, oh, really? So all of a sudden the bullseye is on you to go searching for, right? The the, the issue that what they're going to have down there in that locker room is Manfred has completely fucked up the initial report. Like, he has screwed this report up, right, with Houston. He came out with it, and now, I mean, what, there's been four stories sitting there talking about stuff that maybe he missed. Player-driven is an email saying he Lou now knew. I mean, completely messed this thing up. Now I heard today, too, as a matter of fact, he said, I don't know for sure that they didn't use buzzers. But during our investigation, so it's opening the door up, like, what the hell did you investigate? Like, Jesus, what did you keep out? Uh, you know what what did you not want to tell? Uh, you know and, but uh, the problem is, is that... They're going to pay the price for that, too. You know, I because think they already are. The report not coming out tells me that MLB is reacting exactly yeah. to what you're talking about. But when about. the report comes out, if they don't have evidence, if they don't have enough hard evidence to, to get these guys, like trash can banging and whatever, um, people talking, and they come out and say, you know what, they didn't, we, we couldn't find anything. Everyone's going to sit there and say, well, what are you holding back? You want to squash this thing. You got info on the Red Sox, don't you? Like The credibility of Rob Manfred at this point, in my mind, is gone. As far as these reports well, go. They, especially when, when that initial report came out and said, this is the most exhaustive report or investigation that we've ever done. And then to your point, all of a sudden... Four more stories. Now four more stories <laughs> comes out. And, and, I do, and we've said this about the Red Sox thing. 
they can scream and yell about we didn't do anything wrong and and, and we're not going to be hit for this. All it takes is a little thing. All it takes is anything. And and then that opens a door, not only opens a door for the Red Sox are cheaters, but it opens a door for there's more. There's more than that. He's hiding stuff. Yeah. This has been my thought on this all along, especially in the last week when we've heard so much about, you know, all these reports trickling out that the Red Sox are going to receive light punishment, light punishment. You have to take a step back and, and look at what light punishment means. Light punishment means you got caught doing something. And the Red Sox have tried to twist light punishment into zero punishment. Those are not the same thing. And if it comes out that, yes, the Red Sox used the video room, but only when there was a runner on second or there's some mitigating thing, you still cheated. Your title is still called into question. All of these withhold judgment, withhold judgment. Well, MLB has rendered judgment, and you got yeah. caught doing something. Like I think the Red Sox feel like they're trying to set it up where if it's a light tiny punishment, whatever, minor punishment, that they're off the hook. They are not off the hook. Yeah, they're, no, they're not. And I don't even know what light punishment is, because to your point, if they only did it with a guy on second, well, then they did it. Yeah. There should be no light punishment. If they have proof that that's exactly what it, then, then they cheated. You know, and the punishment should be in the lines of what the Houston Astros got. But I don't know what light punishment is. Well, light punishment, you also have to just... What do you have to find to only call it light? You have to it against the Apple Watch thing. This is like because because the MLB screwed up the Apple Watch thing when it came to the Red Sox. But you either find something or you don't. No, but but it basically they can find something, but they can give them a bigger punishment than they would if there wasn't this the Apple point Watch. Is if you find anything, right? Then you have cheated. Yeah, that's that's my whole. You know point. what I mean? So it's to me, you either find nothing. Or I don't really care whether it's just a little bit, a lot of bits, whatever. That's what I'm saying. Is that that's what I'm saying? That's why when these guys talk, when JD Martinez talks, or or even Xander Bogarts talks and says insinuates they're not going to find anything. It's it doesn't matter. Like they yeah, they might not be found in what exactly was said in the athletic report, but anything, anything at all. My understanding has been in talking to some people with the league that the Apple Watch thing is central to all this, that you're repeat offenders. And my thing is, if you're making the Apple Watch central to it, it means that you got caught doing something, because otherwise the Apple Watch is not relevant. It means we warned you and you followed the warnings and you didn't cheat. Well, if you're calling that back out in front of everybody, that means you did something, and then we're back to what we're talking about See, now. The other takeaway from this whole thing is just, I mean, I've only been here for one day, and just hearing Sale and, and Bogart's talk, how much these guys are going to miss or how much they love Alex Cora. You know, and that kind of comes back into play. And it's sort of, I, I think he, I think Haim the other day said, you know, never in our thought in 2020. You know, I don't think anyone's thinking he's going to come back now. But the question is, you know, depends on that report. Is there a way you could see him coming back in 21? Well, see, I don't get that because I don't get when you have – Because what he did in 17, this is what it's all right, about. Right, right. But that's my point is that you have these two guys who are classified on the periphery, at least in the initial report, and Lou now and Hinch, who get a year, right? And then you have the guy that they're saying was the central figure of this. So you assume that he's already – you already have to give him more than a year, right? The Red Sox stuff aside, the only reason you, you to... wouldn't is because he wasn't in charge, because he was a subordinate. That's the only. Yeah, but, but, I'm bullied, bullied, but I'm with. Yeah, you. but he, with he, you. he bullied AJ Hinch and that's, those players. That's yeah. true. Imagine a manager actually feeling powerless. 
to his bench coach or a player on his team. Here's a, a I mean, by the way, yeah. he should the, never get hired again just for by that. By the way, when we talk about the Astros and the how they're handling this and their responses and everything else, another thing that came up with Chris Sale was the um, what's going to happen to these players. The you know the the justice yeah. for these players. And he he had another great answer by the way. And this is this is a thing that's going to be very real and I think what Manfred came out today said you know like Dusty what, Dusty asked oh, the Dusty, commissioner yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that you know that we got to keep a close I mean, eye what, on this. What is that? And he hopes the pitchers are punished for hitting his guys. They are going to so you're suspend a pitcher for five games, but you're not going to suspend El Tuve or Springer or Correa who are that, cheating and, for yeah, three that, years. That's Jeez. the point, Luke. Like that is, it is unbelievable. The 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 bottle that they've opened up with this, and I understand why they did it to get the right answers and get the truth and not and not get bogged down with the union stuff. But because of that. Oh, my goodness. You can't punish anybody. No, no, but here's the problem. You can't let pitchers start drilling guys and just be like, it's okay. Like, what we'll do get, you do? The month of April will let you drill anyone you want, and it's okay. <laughs> you can't do that, though. MLB, yeah, you're right. They put them in a bad spot. If they feel like they drill a guy intentionally, they have to suspend them. It's an awful look. But you you got to just say, you know what? You guys got first half of the season, drill them as much as you want. Well, you suspend them, say, well, why did you drill them? Oh, I, we, I drilled them oh, just because, you know, I want – because oh, it got away from me. Like they always say, right? Sure. But how do you prove – like how do you – you say anybody who hit a Houston Astro, you are going to be suspended. Yeah, you're warning people before games? Yeah, you, how can you do that? Yeah. And, and Chris Sale got up there and, like, you know Chris Sale. Players would lose their mind. Like would, would any of us be surprised if the first time Chris Sale faces a Houston Astro batter or sometime in that game that he drills someone? Well, I don't think he thinks Springer would. Did he say he wants to hit third or fourth? He doesn't want to lead off anymore? Yeah. <laughs> if I was him, I wouldn't want to lead yeah, off either. You know, I'm going to bat nice. <laughs> Move me back in the order. Sale said it, though. Some guys are different, right? Some guys will just be like, I'm dropping this kid, whatever. So be it. Others won't. You know, so everybody's different. You know, Sale seems to me the type of guy that, you know, in the past I thought he would drop somebody and he hasn't. He just gets the guy out. But we'll Here, see how it goes. Here's another thing. So, again, my, my biggest overall big view takeaway was Chris Sale, like, has this lockdown. Chris Sale is saying the right things, and at least from our perspective, when it's so many people have said the wrong things or don't know how to handle this. Also, what that speaks to is leadership on this team. And we've talked about this before, and Renicky talked about that. I guess Chris Sale talked to the team and said all the right things. It's amazing. But, okay, we, Chris Sale's a leader on this team. That's great. Give me number two. You, okay. you heard from him today. Yeah, Bogarts. Yeah, okay, it's okay. their team. All right, yeah. it's their team. But you know as well as I do, Lou, like Bogarts is a leader, but he's not the get-on-the-stool leader. Chris Sale is a get-on-the-stool leader, but he doesn't want to do it a whole lot. And he's a starting pitching pitcher. And it, it sure helped to have two starting pitchers and Rick Porcello and Chris Sale as, let's say, top, the top five leaders. And by the way, in that top five, Alex Cora was one of those guys. Alex Cora, Ron Renneke is not going to be viewed as much as he knows baseball as, in the same light as Alex Cora was when it comes to leadership in that clubhouse. And, you know, we've seen that already. So... Hearing Chris Sale, you understand how important he is to the team in so many ways, but also a reminder that other than the two guys that we mentioned, it thins out after that, doesn't it? Yeah, J.D. Martinez. I mean, you know, who else? Well, I knew, if, if I knew that they were going to you know, pull that trade off with David Price, you would sit there and say, you know, uh, a, a two months ago that payroll should have been 240 something because Rick Porcello should be back here. 
because he's do that you, guy. Do you agree with it? So I tweeted that out. Like Martin Perez, God bless his soul. God bless the Martin Perez family. But you paid three point seven five million dollars more um, for Rick Porcello, and we get it. Both pitchers were horrific last year. Let's not lose sight. Martin Perez was bad last year. Almost Rick Porcello bad. But they're basing it off of projections and what he can be and everything else. But the things that we're talking about with Rick Porcello are the importance. Yeah. Would you pay him the money now that you have the money? Well, I think given what this rotation looks like, I'm paying him for 185 innings and 32 starts because you tell me where that is. You know, so that's – and at $10 million, I mean, it's, I'm not saying pay the man 20 or 25 again, but at $10 million, I got a guy that will take the ball 32 times and be a voice in that locker room and be a, a leader kind of with Chris Sale. So, you know, if they didn't make a move, I get it, you know, cost-cutting. But once you made this move, boy, I'd like to have those innings back here because I don't know where they're coming from. Yeah, I'm wishy-washy on that one because Porcello has been so bad. He's been so Martin bad the last Perez couple was, years. Are you no, numbers? no I, I'm not arguing in favor of Martin Perez. I'm saying moving on from Porcello, I kind of get. You know who the guy they missed out on, honestly? Rich Hill. That's your guy. About, but no, he's not uh, going to pitch until July. So, so what? And then when he does pitch, he's going to get a blister like two so days what? later. doesn't matter. <laughs> he's, he was cheap, and he was also – you look at these other guys in the free agent market, they all suck. Yeah, you know they're all injured, but they got to get a couple of those bodies in here. And yeah, I, the the one thing I am with Lou on is like at least Porcello's reliable. That, you know? Honestly, you that's what that. you're paying for, and yeah. that's it. It's innings and take the ball because you said ten million or six and a half. It's like you know for three and a half million, I can get thirty two starts. I I don't know. I mean, Martin Perez, if he gives you if he gives you thirty two starts and his ERA is four eight five, sure, then I would right. say okay, it's fine. Worth it. yeah. <laughs> but because that's probably maybe right. what he got from Rick. Once again, like where's the proof of that happening? No, There's more. No, and, Rob, yeah, Rob, you didn't ha- haven't you read about how his curveball oh, against cutter. lefties? No, his cutter can be more effective yeah. if once they unlock it. That six ERA is going to be coming the wrong quadrant. Point seven nine. I heard those exact quotes when Justin Masterson was pitching in 2015. <laughs> so, which ace was he again? <laughs> he was, he was yeah, can we please bust out those t-shirts? <laughs> he was one of the aces. Uh, yeah. So, any other takeaway? First day of camp, Blue's got his shorts on. It's going to be at Twin Peaks in a couple of days. Well, I mean, just other than you know. Bogey dealing with that little ankle doesn't sound like serious. It's just, but it's like anything right now that's not serious is just like, oh Christ! Oh, you mean pneumonia X. with yeah. Sale and ankle with Bogarts? Verdugo's got a broken back, you know? It's like, yeah, Christ! <laughs> Who's the start. bench coach? It's like, all right, let's go. Hurry up and get out there and take some grounders. What is so? The funny thing was, Renicky was asked about the speech he's going to give to the team. Yeah, I mean, we were a day out. He's like, oh, I haven't had time to think about it. He's riding up today. He's good. I mean, listen, he's not. This is. I don't know, but but think about how the state of the union here. Yeah, but with like, <laughs> yeah, but with Cora, this was the state of the union. This was a big deal leading into. We talked about when he was hired, and then we talked to him after that. This was a big deal, and with this, I don't blame him. Like everyone's head is spinning, and like he's like, I I don't know if Henry and Werner are talking. I guess they're talking. You know, this is this. Make no mistake about it. This is still a mess. This this whole thing is a mess. Now, I don't think it impacts baseball. Self, such a selfish sport. That that's what they got going for them, which is players want to put up the numbers, and if players put up numbers, your team usually does well. Mm-hmm. But but it is it is a, it, it is still a mess. 
It's funny to think of all the things that Renicky, through no fault of his own, has admitted to us he doesn't know because he's so new to the job. We asked him, has sale thrown, you know, uh, this winter? I think so, but I'm not sure. Verdugo. Like, what do you think of Tanner Houck? I, I don't really know. Like, we're, we're talking about Verdugo, Verdugo in the outfield, you know, right field, yeah. left field, Jackie Bradley. He's like, you know, i got to be honest, I... I really haven't seen Verdugo play. Yeah. Other than the one series we played against, him. I don't know what he have. <laughs> he didn't spend the whole winter thinking he was going to be the manager. Well, that's that's the point, and that's how ridiculous it was to me like two weeks ago to think we we're going to bring somebody outside the organization. This guy's been here the last two years, and his head's spinning as far as reports he still know. and what we're you know organization and these types of things to the point where he's going to spend this afternoon thinking about addressing the team. So. And he's been here for two years. You're bringing some guy out from Arizona or even well, somebody here, else. Another, it's like I, I don't just been lost. Here, but the thing that struck me today, first day I've been here, going in the clubhouse, was holy mackerel! It feels like an entire locker room of non-roster players. That's kind of because it is. I know it's it's yeah. it's cra- like the people you know we we follow baseball, but the amount of people in that room who I never heard of other than on a press release or certainly hadn't seen play, it's, Lou, good luck in that first game, man, announcing that game. Like, I'm looking at, like, Gus, uh, Gus Quattlebaum, who's in charge of yeah. getting a lot of these guys. He's like, you might have me on from innings, like, three through nine in every single broadcast of the spring training because those are the guys Those are the guys usually we see for the last three innings, and we have to scramble. They're all the Gorky's Hernandez's of the world. Mm-hmm. Gorky Hernandez would have been a superstar. Yeah, he would have been batting fifth. Yeah, it's, 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 that, it's a the, weird club. And that's part of the whole the, the high and bloom you know, yeah. thing as far as depth in the organization goes. I mean, a season or two, you look at the Tampa bullpen and say, I don't know, are they good? I don't know. They like their arms, but who are these guys, right? And, yeah. you know, there's some arms there. So they've got a lot of guys that have been DFA'd, you know, they've that DFA'd they're bringing like in. basically the last 12 arms on last year's staff, like all of those guys. But they've brought in guys who have been DFA'd on other teams, mm-hmm. right? So it is just, hopefully you can hit on a couple of these guys because they haven't really, out of all the chaos, they haven't added to a bullpen. They haven't added to a bullpen where the rotation just got worse or is more of an unknown. Well, uh, so maybe you need more innings. Yeah, and we, we got still all these guys, the Maza and all these people. Yeah, so, so we'll some see. Some of them, you know, somebody's going to We stick. talk about how dangerous it is to deal on projections. I mean, this whole team is dealt on projections more than, you know, it's one thing to deal on projections of a few guys, like whether it's 2015 with the starting rotation or whether it's the bullpen last year. Like, this whole deal is dealt on projections, including, by the way, Verdugo. Like a guy like Verdugo, we are projecting that his back is going to be okay. We are projecting that he is he's going to be a he's going to mature as a human being and fit into a clubhouse which doesn't have the sub- veteran support system that the Dodgers have. We are projecting all of this. This is more of a projection roster than ever before. But like you said, that's what Tampa had always had to do. Yeah, that's their thing. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, you guys got it. Bye, Bradfield. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano-spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. 
You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.